Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Grief Burrito Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Wheelday, and today it's going to be a bit of a different episode. We thought we'd do a travel episode for this one. Basically, I've been bedbound as I've had surgery, so I've not really been able to leave my bed. So my girlfriend, doting as she is, the lovely Helen Davison, came down to look after me. We we went traveling. Uh, backpacking around Japan. So we thought we'd basically just tell you about our experiences, how we found it, as we know a lot of people are traveling out there right now and don't really feel confident about what they're doing. So hopefully this can give a little insight into everything that we did uh, and help give you plans for what you might want to do in the future. The episode did run quite long, so it's an over two hour podcast. So what I've decided to do is split it into two. So you might get two episodes this week, mainly also because with my leg being as bad as it is, I can't sit at my desk and edit for long periods of time. So it's it's taken me two days just to do half of this podcast. So please forgive me. And hopefully next week we'll be back to normal programming back at Jono's. Uh, and I do have another guest host lined up, which is Martin, another good friend of mine, as we traveled around America together. Um, so he will be coming around today and we should be recording another episode. So I'll keep you updated with when those will be released. But without further ado, I want you to enjoy this burrito. It's a little different, a little more talky. Hopefully you still love it though. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Of the Greek Burrito podcast. This is the Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Leg. My leg's bad. <laughs> this episode, we're missing Jono again um, because I'm bed bound. So we have Helen on today. Say hello. Hey. <laughs> hello is. M- hello. Hello. <laughs> Helen is my lovely girlfriend who's come to look after me because I'm, a- I'm having a bit a-, a brief vein problem. So they've taken them away. All of them. All of them. All six. That's all I had. I didn't have many to spare. So tell them about yourself, Helen. Do a little intro for yourself. Do I have to? You have to. Um. <laughs> I'm Helen. I'm Helen. That's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. First, I want to go straight into game news. Game news. Game news. We're playing Mario, by the way. I don't know if you can hear that. We're playing Super Mario World on the SNES. Because uh, while bedbound, we've got a, a mini SNES. Which is fucking epic. It's got like 30 games built in. So yeah, I thought a good place to start would be game news. We're already excited about the Link's Awakening remake, aren't we? Yes. We like really want it. Mm-hmm. Like really want it. Helen's not... But you've not played that one, have you? No. It's, it's one of the old ones. So it's like 1993, I think, when it came out. So I was like two. Uh, and it was on the original Game Boy. But the remake looks amazing. If you haven't seen it, look that up. But the other bit of news to do with it that I wanted to go over is that they've pretty much announced a second one as well but they, no one knows which game it's going to be so they don't know if it's going to be a new one or if it's going to be an entirely new i've just said that twice sorry my anesthetic is still in my brain <laughs> uh, or it's going to be a remake of maybe one of the capcom made zelda games which are like the oracle of ages or oracle of seasons games which were very very good but it was weird they're made by capcom it's weird just seeing a capcom logo before any kind of zelda game doesn't feel right when you die by the way it's my go fine <laughs> You're totally hogging all the Mazio. I didn't sign on to that. But... Also, did you know it's Mario Day today? Because it's March 10th. M A R 1 0. Mario. <laughs> is, that, is that a legitimate thing? It's a thing, yeah. If you Google it, it'll come up. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can Google anything, it'll come up. <laughs> Google like potato in pants and it'll probably still come up. Also, something you might be quite sad about in game news, Helen. Uh, Death Stranding's been pushed back. What? Yeah, it's been delayed. Yeah, and the, the, I think it was it's for testing reasons. Not that I had any idea what the game was about. I don't think many people do. 
It's, it's an odd one, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm still sad that PT got cancelled because I, I really wanted to play that. Even though I've not played that many Silent Hill games, really. It's something that I still wanted to play. Ah! Oh, God. <laughs> you guys know you can't see this, but she's bouncing all over the shop as Mario off Monty Moles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a bit sad about that because I, I, I wanted to... I want to get into it. I really do. Like, it looks so weird. Like, every trailer they've released just seems to be something different. Death Stranding. Ah. Each one more mysterious than last. I know. All really, really odd. Because, I mean, in that first one, didn't it show that Mads Mikkelsen was on it as well? Oh, I'm sure he was, like, the military guy who, like, went, shh. Yeah, he's in it and directed it. Like, under a bridge. Yeah, yeah. Holding a baby in a jar. Which sounds like a weird lyric. <laughs> Holding a baby in a jar. Oh. Watch out for the bonanza bill. Duck. Oh, no, you're small enough. It's okay. <laughs> God, I love this game so much. I've not played it in ages. Because Helen is hogging it. No, we didn't. No, we we borrowed one from my cousin. So I I, I played this game briefly, but they they yes yeah. Now they did bring this game out on the Game Boy Advance as well. So we did we did have that, which was a nice little addition. It's funny how many games Nintendo remake. And like, sorry if you heard a crack. Then that was my toe. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's odd that they keep pushing out remakes, even though I kind of like it because it's nice to have some games handheld and it's nice to have the handheld games that like Link's Awakening to have it on the Switch where it can be handheld or play it on a proper TV. I see you. you died, it's my goal. Oh. <laughs> Should have put it on two players so we could have had Luigi as well. Also, Apex Legends, which we spoke about either last week or the week before, uh, was pretty much overtaken. I'm dead already, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk and play. Has already overtaken Fortnite, I think, for players. And this week has hit 50 million players. Oh. I think it was at 2 million in its first weekend, so it's really increased. Their advertising has obviously done very, very well for them. Oops. The main thing I wanted us to talk <gasps> about today, you're dead, my go, Neither, none of us can get past this bonanza bill, is our trip to Japan. Seeing as that's what, what caused my leg problem. Was it? I thought it would be nice to... Roll that into that. one, yeah. You can be here to travel through my pain as I did on that wonderful plane, and that wasn't supposed to be a rhyme, but it was. <laughs> so let's start right at the beginning. So we <laughs> So we decided that we'd take a long trip to Japan after me finishing uni. We thought we'd go for around a month, so we booked ourselves up, got a flight over from where did we stop first? Was it Paris and South Korea? Oh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Amsterdam on the way back. Yeah. So it was Paris. So it was Paris and uh, Seoul. 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 Which was cool. It was a long journey and it was it was nice to break it up. And then we landed in Tokyo. <laughs> and we stayed in, what was it? Uh, we stayed in Ryogoku. Ryogoku. It's probably a mispronunciation. Well, it's close enough. Um, yeah, oh. it's the Sumo district. It is. Which we didn't actually get to see, unfortunately. No, the, uh, it wasn't Sumo season. No. Um, and the Sumo Museum was closed. Yeah, it was. But it, it was a it was a cool place to stay. It was sort of not really, really busy like a lot of the places. No. And it, we were right by the, the train station, which was nice, so it was really easy to get around. It's kind of on the, the edge of the Oof. financial district, so it's not sort of a, a residential or touristy area. Um, but it had excellent dumplings. 
oh yeah we found this i think we went straight from arriving didn't we we mm. we put our bags straight down in the uh in the hostel where we were staying where i think it was just us wasn't it at first, at first it was we had the whole place to ourselves which was like six rooms and then like a little little kitchen room thing the smile home that was it yeah the smile home and it was it was so smiley until the other guy came and was being dead loud until like five in the morning yeah but to be fair he didn't know we were there no i don't think and apologized profusely he did yeah uh he didn't know we were there until i think i went out and spoke to him and he was just out in his underwear because he thought he had the whole place to himself (laughs) but yeah he was very apologetic and then it was about maybe six in the morning we heard a letter being like shoved under the door with an apology <laughs> um, but we had no other trouble after that once we were there and we pretty much just adventured around tokyo for a couple of days didn't we we thought we'd yeah, recover we for a little bit three days we had in tokyo first yeah i would really recommend staying in Ryogoku because it's right by the the two main train lines that go in a sort of circle around tokyo what was that one called um, again the yamanote line yeah yamanote that's the one that's the one. Um, Oh god and it's Right by um, the Sumida River. So you can actually walk to places like Sensuji Temple. I love that place. Um, Loved it so much. You can walk to the Sky Tree from there. It's quite oh, sky easily tree. accessible. That was what you said every time you saw it, didn't you? Sky Tree! <laughs> it was more like, Sky Tree! Sky Tree! But slight obsession with the Sky Tree. Yeah, she loved it. So yeah, we we stayed there for a few days just to get over the jet lag. We sort of had a little... Didn't we go to Akihabara pretty much straight yeah, away? Akihabara. Was it the yes, second? We are massive nerds. Yeah, we do. We, we like, obviously, games and stuff. Ends us doing a fucking games podcast. But we just sort of went and had a wander around. Now, me and Helen have both been separately to Japan before. But you saw things I didn't see last time. And I saw things yeah. you didn't see last That's time. Crazy. So we, we were sort of amalgamated our two trips last time how long were you there last time uh, 10 days the 10 days i think that's exactly how long i was there last but time it as well. was in october yeah and this time we went during cherry blossom season we did yeah because last time i went there in cherry blossom season as well but didn't actually plan to i arrived in tokyo the day that it started which was a nice little bonus it was it was such a beautiful place it really really is when the cherry blossoms come out you can mm. sit down by the river eating your sush 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 sorry i was just try to get over these gaps in Mario. Sushi. <laughs> I thought you were just really excited yeah. about the sushi. I do like sushi. It's good. You know I like sushi. And then we went... We got... Where did we go next first? Did we uh, go straight to Fuji? We went straight to Lake Kawaguchiko. Yeah, we did. It was a beautiful, beautiful place. We did get the... We recommend getting the train pass. Yes. Pick yeah. up from the airport for... How much was it? 290 quid? No, we got the three-week pass, so it was it was just under the 400 mark, which sounds like a lot of money, but if you intend to do any travel outside of the Tokyo area, I would definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, tra- train prices are quite expensive, so... We could actually use it in, the, in Tokyo as well, couldn't we, on the, yes, the overground? Yes, on the, the Yamanote line. The yellow line is escaping me. It was like... The yellow line. So- sober line? Yeah, you can use it on the, the two main train lines. Yeah. You could also use it on a ferry when we went down south. Yes. Well, firstly from Hiroshima... To Miyajima, to right? Miyajima, and then from Miyajima to the island of Miyajima. Yes. Yeah, that's right. On um, the ferry. Yeah, because... So we stopped in Fuji first, and we stayed there for... Was it four days? Five days? Three days. Three days? Yeah. Not long enough. No, no. And we stayed in a, a beautiful old house... Which was, that was an Airbnb thing. Right? It was, yeah. I don't know, what do you call the old houses? Like the... Ryokan? Ryokan, that's it, Ryokan. yeah. It was it was a hosted place, so we stayed with a family. But they sort of occupied the bottom part of the house, which we mm. didn't really see, did we? Because they sort of kept to themselves. 
other than the son, who was quite a nice host. He, yes. he made sure we found everything and showed us places to eat, which we found an amazing place to eat, didn't we? <laughs> it was night time, wasn't it, uh, when we finally got there? Early evening. Early evening, yeah. night time. And it was cloudy, wasn't it? It was so really cloudy and rainy. We, yeah, and rainy. So we got there by this lake, and we knew that Mount Fuji was nearby, but we didn't know we were actually going to be able to see it, really. Well, we heard we, we should be able to see it from where we were. Yeah, geographically. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, if you can see it from um, Tokyo, you should be able to see yeah, it from yeah, the town. But the trouble with Fuji is it's, it's very rarely visible. Yeah, um, people go for two weeks at a time and don't actually get to even see the mountain, which is a real shame because it's a long way to go not to see I something. I think a lot of people get to see a portion of it. Like, the, the top usually peeks through the clouds or you get to see, you know... A sliver of the side. The side. Um, You're showing some side mountains. Side mountain. <laughs> side um, but yeah, to actually see it in its its full glory is very rare. Yeah. So we woke up at four or five in the morning the next day, didn't we? I woke up. Well, yeah, you woke woke up first, yeah. and then I woke up to you sat in the chair in the window because we had like a little yes, little window, like an inside balcony almost, yeah, outside of the paper walls. Helen was like, "Look, look outside! I think I can see it." So she's thinking she can see the mountain, and you can see like. You're pretty sure you can see snow through the clouds, like little gaps. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And I had been staring at it for at least two hours. Yeah, so yeah, she's been up quite early. I wasn't sure if I was hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually the, the sky just completely cleared, didn't it? Entirely. There was literally not a spot of cloud in the sky and you could see the entire of Mount Fuji. I'll post the picture that I took yes. from the bed on the Instagram page for, for Grief Burrito, which is at Grief Burrito. And also on Twitter, I managed to get at Grief Burrito now. Because it put it to at burrito grief, so I presume I don't I don't know. <laughs> I presume someone had the page already, but it turns out they didn't. What? Yeah, so I don't know why it's that. So now, if you want to find us, that's where we are now. Or at brief, at brief, brief burrito. <laughs> at burrito. No, stop it. Oh, I'm being hit with men. By the way, I've not been concentrating. So have you died several times? No, I've not died once yet. I'm trying to get this cape. Give me the cape, bitch. Oh, yeah. So. At Grief Burrito everywhere is where I was getting at. Isn't that where you can now find us? So where were we talking about? Uh, Fuji. F- Mount Fuji. Fuji-san. Give me that Fuji. I missed the platform. Shit. Tell me about Fuji. Fuji. What else did we do there? Well, I think what you were about to say was that we asked the the son of the family we were staying oh, with yes. where we should eat. Those dins. of where to eat. And he sent us to a bar about like a, a two-minute walk away. Yeah, it was, literally, it was like across the road in a car park. It was like two little places. Where we found a group of old men mm-hmm. drinking beer, having some little <laughs> plates of food. With some dins. Getting those dins, dins. Getting those dins. <laughs> the owner of the bar was quite possibly the nicest human I've ever met. Yeah, she was a little tiny old lady. Didn't speak a word of English. Nope, not at all. Which we weren't expecting. No, no, he, he did warn us, didn't um, he? He said that she might not speak English. Okay, yeah, I sort of think it's a, an arrogant presumption. It is, to, I mean... To travel somewhere and expect people to... I mean, when you're in cities, though, it's it's... It's the language of business, isn't it? So most people yeah. do speak it anyway, but once you get to the small towns, it's it's rare to find someone who actually does. Yeah, so she she welcomed us in. We sat at the bar. She had a, a single keg of Asahi. Yeah, yeah she did, yeah, yeah. And we sort of managed to communicate that we were hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, she rubbed our stomachs and we're like, uh. And then she started cooking and yeah. she never stopped. Never stopped for about an hour and a half. Just didn't stop bringing food <laughs> Just kept cooking. Just she'd hold up like a piece yeah. of chicken and just say chicken. Chicken. <laughs> and we were like, yes, yeah, yeah, we yes, like that. Chicken. 
And we had some incredible fresh white bait that was caught in the lake right outside. And vegetables that were growing in the garden. It was a lovely, lovely night. And it, it probably only cost us about 13 quid. Like for like that. six we, plates each we ate about 10 people's worth of food easily yeah we were very full when we left luckily think... we both knew how to say the japanese word for delicious yeah Oishi. Oishi. <laughs> yeah i really wish we'd gone back there actually because she was oh and she gave us some prints of the, yeah i think i've still the got them here. in all four, yeah, all four seasons yeah she yeah. gave us like posters of them. the japanese phrases that i learned were very few and far between like I, I i knew obviously hello thank you bye you told me delicious but one of the only other ones that i learned was i am big do you have big food yes yeah but i can't remember how to say it anymore mm, i need know. to remember that for next time <laughs> <laughs> although to be fair we never really went hungry okay. we uh we we ate everywhere we wanted to that's pretty much all we did yeah it was we quite just a food tour yeah it was like a mike chen video really so yeah, Hey, Mickey. Fuji was a nice place. But while we were there, we thought we're nearby the Aikogahara forest. Akigahara? Aokigahara? Akigahara? I think that's how you say it. I always get that and Akihabara mixed Yeah, because they're similar, but not in tone. The actual place. Akigahara? Mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that is otherwise known as the suicide forest yeah it, it wasn't a place that we chose to go to necessarily it wasn't like we were doing some dark we went, tour or something we went for the, the volcano yeah but um, because it was so close to where we were staying we thought we'll go get the bus down because it was literally a five minute bus journey after doing a bit of research I realised that it wasn't just just that that there, there were things you could go and see there's an mm-hmm. ice cave there's a bat cave yeah um, we did go to the ice cave yes We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> that was an experience. Um, and also the, the bus journey there took you around pretty much all of the five lakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really which nice. Was great. Yeah, so we went we went around the forest first because we thought we'll have a walk through it. The first thing that sort of strikes you about it is it, it is genuinely a beautiful forest. Yeah. It really is nice. It's weird with there being no sound there. Initially, it used to be one lake around the bottom of Mount Fuji. And when the volcano erupted, the lava ran down and split this giant lake into three smaller ones. So you had Lake Kawagochiko, Lake Saiko. Can't remember the name of the last one. So where this lava flow ended, the forest sort of grew on top of the lava once it obviously solidified, meaning that the the ground of the forest was all bumpy lumpy. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Volcano Earth. And... What are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah. Volcano Earth. Volcano Earth. It sounds like a tribe. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we're wandering through the forest, and because of this, this lava flow on the ground, the, the floor isn't exactly even all around you. It's very... Uh, the, the roots of the trees grow. Mm. up and out and they're all curled around and very strange which is one of the, the eerie aspects yeah it looks like the trees are trying to escape and like crawl around yeah. it's like they've got squid hands squid like feet yeah kind of like ants yeah yeah tree <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're wandering around and you sort of notice that there's no sound around you and it's i think it's because of how the ground is made up of this lava flow that the sounds absorbed into the trees and into the floor so there's no really reverberation so we found that there was no there's no wind sound there's no sound of birds there's no we had some people walk past us didn't we that within 10 yards of them was going past us it was completely silent again and that was what made it eerie, I think. Mm. Even just the lack of animals. Because, I mean, if you walk in a forest over here, you, you, know, you hear birds singing, and you hear rustling leaves blowing in the trees. But I hadn't actually thought that we didn't hear any birds. Yeah, there's nothing there. And that was what made the whole suicide forest thing creepier because of this, like, deathly silent mm. blanket that was laying over it almost. 
I've been thinking about that afterwards, though, mm-hmm. and whether whether though because we said while we were walking around that there was a definite vibe. Was that because we were like putting the vibe on it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Might be right. Had I just gone to the forest and not, not known been, it was yeah, I'm not sure whether it would have been as creepy. It was a really beautiful place to walk around. It wasn't creepy in a, a sort of visually unpleasant. No, place. no, like the sun was shining. It was yeah. gorgeous. And that was the other creepy thing about it. The paths, because the, the ground was so uneven and the trees are so close together. These little paths of light were created everywhere. Yeah, as the sun moved across the sky, wasn't it? And they were quite enticing. You could imagine someone being mm-hmm. drawn. Well, we did down turn down one part that we thought was the path. Yes. And then we had to turn around and come back because mm. we thought we were still on the path when it turned out we weren't. Mm. And there was so many signs saying stay on the path and no entry parts. And you did see the ribbons leading off into the trees of where people had tied yeah. stuff on and wandered in. And that, that was weird to know that on the end of that line could have been a person. So we didn't stay too long actually in the forest because no. we didn't want to seem like the whole disrespectful dark tourism thing. Mm. I find that a bit odd, like the whole fucking Logan Paul thing. Mm. Ass bag. So we thought we thought we'd go check out the ice caves. Uh, <laughs> see you smiling already there. So we, we wander down, we follow all the paths, we climb down there, and it, it went down quite far, didn't it? The first, the main part that we walked down, it's maybe 10 metres down, it spirals down before you even get underground, mm. wasn't it? It was like a stairway going into almost like a ravine. That was quite intimidating as well. Yeah, it was steep. It was sort of a cavernous mouth. Yeah, into the ground. But then you get to the stairway that sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I'd said at the Gollum voice then. The stairs. <laughs> uh, that led down into the actual ice cave itself. So we're wandering down, and it's, it was a really, really cool place. All these big icicles from down from the ceilings, wasn't there? Because mm. they used to keep, was it silkworms down there? They did. To, they, um, yeah. Because they found a way that if, if you have silkworms in well, a natural climate above the ground, they'll only produce silk at one time of year, which is in the spring when they come out of winter, right? So. Yeah. So they were putting them underground in the ice cave, and then every time they brought them out, they initially thawed out and would make silk again. So they could basically mass produce silk in order to make kimonos, I guess, and other silk goods. Silken things. Silk, silken pants. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that's the main reason that they were using them. Uh, but the caves actually got quite small as we got further down, and it got down to a part where I think it was 120 centimeters tall. I'm six foot three and a bit, and Helen, you're five eight, seven. five seven. Both of us are reasonably tall, and this cave it was much less than reasonably small. <laughs> uh, and I ended up getting stuck, so I was sort of I was on my on my feet but crouched as low as I could go, and my backpack got wedged in the gap along with my camera tripod and the metal bottle that I had, my water bottle that I had on. 24 bottles. Sponsor! Um, give us cash. Give us cash. There you go. It's dinging. <laughs> the thing that you always hear squeaking in the other episodes, that's my, my replacement. So I get stuck while we have maybe 30 people behind us in a line and it's pitch black in front of me. Can't see anything. So I start to panic straight away. All I'm thinking is 127 hours I'm going to have to chew my own leg off to get out of here. I'm sure we would have done it for you. Yeah, yeah. A group chewing. <laughs> And I managed to sort of try to wriggle and squirm a bit and eventually the ground slipped out from underneath me and I slipped and fell forward down the drop and my water bottle wedged in the gap and held me (laughs) up somehow. I I don't even know how it managed to stay. Uh, I've actually still got the bottle. Again, maybe I'll post a picture of that as as proofage because I had to replace it because it did put holes in the bottle so it's no longer able to be used. But I thought I can't leave it in Japan. I'll have to bring it back because it was too cool to have that as a souvenir of saving my life. And we went, we did carry on. We went all the way down to the bottom of the ice cave, but I was quick to get out. It was not nice. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it was a genuine, that's always been a fear of mine after watching the films like The Descent. Mm-hmm. You know, when she gets stuck in that really small bit, like I always thought, what the fuck would I do? 
And apparently I'd just sit there and panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then, and then slip. Yeah, it was it was quite a thing. But it's something to see. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're a larger person like myself, don't take a bag with a tripod and no. anything else. I think there was actually a place we could have left our bags. Yeah. From where we got the ticket from. Yeah. Because we had to actually have helmets as well, didn't yes, we? we did. And I remember that, like, my helmet kept bouncing off the top of the thing and it was sliding down in front of my eyes and I was like, I can't fucking see! uh, I didn't like it. It was not nice. Um, I think you should also post, there there was a a before and after picture. Oh, yeah, there is. Involving the ice cave. Yeah, maybe we'll post a nice little Instagram story picture with a couple of slides where you can go through it. And we were like, let's do a selfie. Yay, we're going to the ice cave. Yeah. And then on the way out, you were like, let's take another one. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kill me. Yeah, and then after that, we just did. We just get the bus back. We got the bus back, but we, we stopped at Lake Psycho. Lake Psycho, and watched the sunset. We did watch the sunset, Which and I amazing. I took a time lapse yeah. camera it shot. It sounds romantic, but we were both at opposite ends of the beach on Lake yeah, Psycho, t- both yeah. trying to do time, <laughs> time lapse shots. We like photography. Yes. Um, so we have got our own travel photography page, which is hal.9001 on Instagram, uh, which I'll probably put a little link to uh, so you can see a lot more of our travel stuff. Because we might do more travel episodes like this, mm-hmm. depending on how long I'm disabled for. Where are you taking me? Well, we're going to do North of Japan next. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, we've got that planned for next year, hopefully. You can do the podcast on the go. Wow. Take the microphone out there. What, so you can get stuck in another cave? And be like, Sad help! <laughs> <laughs> help me! So we're sat on the beach. And I remember doing the time lapse and sort of being lost in the clouds coming over the mountains at the other end while the sun was going down. And it must have hit whatever six o'clock, and there was a gong chiming. And I've never, f- never felt like I was in an Asian country so much. No. And then there was like an eagle going over, like, a <laughs> and then it was like bong six times, whatever, echoing, and it was reverberating around the side of the mountains. And I've actually got that on the video. Yeah. It's on the hard drive somewhere. I'll have to try and dig it out. Because we have this thing where we take a thousand, thousand photos. That's a million, by the way. And <laughs> stack them in a hard drive. Quick months! And try and get through them, but inevitably go other places and take more pictures. Yeah. And everything gets backed up. And then slowly delete five photos at a time to enable us to take more photos. Yeah, until we have to go all the way it's back to the beginning. Cycle. It is, it's hard. Uh, so after that. We went down to Kyoto? No, we did not. Oh no, we went back to Tokyo, didn't we? Back to Tokyo. Because the train line's easier to do Where that. we had our one oh, yes. really bad experience in Japan. Yeah, we, we'd we done quite well in choosing places to... Well, I say Helen's done quite well in choosing places to stay because she is the planning master. Bro, planning. planning, as she called it. <laughs> that might be the name of this episode. <laughs> She's very, very good at organising things. So we had... A binder with pretty much all the tickets laid out, times, you can go for the toilet this time, we're going to get food now and here. It wasn't quite that strict, but it was it was damn good. It was nice to have everything laid out, and I did very much appreciate it, because I'm very much someone who will... Well, my, my first time that I travelled to Japan, I decided I was going that day and booked my flight for that night wow. when I left America. That was... I'd just do it on a whim. I'd find somewhere to stay when I got there, or book it at the airport as I was arriving. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. It was nice, but it was scary sometimes, considering last time I was there, I arrived at midnight and got lost. Yeah. I'd, it was the first place I was on my own. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I survived. So where do we go next? We said we went back to Tokyo to this horrible, horrible place. When I was trying to find somewhere, that was that was one of the aspects of planning the trip 
that I left right till the end because I just thought we're going back for one night it's quite literally just to sleep in I'll just find something that's near the station because we had to leave early the next day how bad could it be oh it was bad it was pretty terrible. we arrived and walked sort of from the station we knew we were in it was it was quite a busy area what area was it it was on the edge of shinjuku okay so it was the seedier side it wasn't nice i remember straight away feeling that this is a instantly not as clean a place like it just it was noticeably dirtier striking things about japan particularly coming from england is that it is immaculate it's very very clean but this place just wasn't like there was noticeable rubbish on the floor which was straight away i was like well that's a little more unusual uh, and it was very busy like we even we were there quite quite late and it was still very very busy it's a lot like kebab houses might, and stuff yeah i actually think it might have been a sort of studenty it felt like that area this is all guesswork i'm not entirely yeah sure, yeah but. so our place was sort of down a side alley down away by the by the station uh, by one of the train bridges and the first thing we noticed is a love hotel and like a seedy Which kebab hatch isn't necessarily a bad thing no like, a lot of, not necessarily a lot of uh, tourists Stay in a love hotel when they go to Japan. Oops. <laughs> Gibbling cables and whacking the mic. You're not about a Jono. He always fucking twangs that and smacks the desk and fuck you, Jono. <laughs> You're, You're dead to us. Yeah, they, so the place was interesting. Straight away small, yes. we noticed. Even just from the outside, we noticed it was like a block of flats, yeah. which had a central area in the middle and then a very small stairwell. And then we got to the door, and as we went in, we were like, oh, there's not another room to this place. <laughs> it was just the one room. And I can only really explain how small this place was, that not only was there a toilet with a shower above it, so you had to sit on the toilet Which to I shower. Which found out is not such an uncommon thing. No, no, but I wouldn't like to do that. I don't like well, to multitask think, that much. I don't think you could fit in the no. room that the toilet and shower were in. I, I didn't try. And also, when I lay down, my head touched one wall and my feet touched the other. <laughs> So that's how small this place was. And that, someone actually lived there. That and the fact that the alarm hanging out of the roof was hanging out with bare cables said to me that I don't really want to stay here tonight. I don't think either of us had admitted this to each other. No, no. I had pretty much nearly burst into tears. Yeah, I could tell you weren't happy. But I was determined not to cause a fuss if yeah. Harrison was happy. No. So we, we sort of sat for ten minutes, didn't we? Yeah. My head on one wall, feet on the other. And then... <laughs> I think I said, should we go and find some food? Yes. And then I was like, I don't want to leave my bags or my camera equipment in this room while we're not here. And that quickly became apparent that neither of us were very happy with Mm. wanting to stay in the room. I remember you saying, I don't think I can sleep here tonight. No. And I was like, I'm glad you said that because me neither. (laughs) So it was a a quick dash of finding a... a We found anywhere we could with Wi-Fi... First of all, walking into, like, a oh, boy band cafe. We accidentally walked into a J-pop cafe. That was just full of teenage girls. So the lift opens and I step out. Giant English man. They all just turn around and look at us like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, eh, I think we got the wrong place. <laughs> straight back in the lift, straight back down. Managed to get on the Wi-Fi from downstairs on the street. Thank God. Um, and I managed to find a hotel room that was, it was probably about a, 15 minute walk yeah it wasn't that far but it was far enough to be carrying all the bags i remember my back was hurting when we got to the other end and being particularly sweaty because it was actually quite warm in japan we were there which it wasn't supposed to be no we checked the weather forecasts and packed for wintry weather but so i had like leather jacket jumpers and it was like 20 degrees 
It was nice. It was like t-shirt weather. So that, that, I mean, it was a nice change. I'd rather that you can just wear less layers than uh, have, you know not having enough and it being fucking snowing or something. But the the hotel was a nice change. It was. It was, it was a nice little. I mean, again, it was a small room. I could just about fit in the shower. It was clean. It was clean. It was nice. Yeah. Um, the staff were nice. We had a TV. We could sit and watch a bit of random fucking weird Japanese TV for the evening. Which if you've never done, even just the adverts are entertaining enough just to get you through the evening. And you don't even know what they're saying or what the product is they're selling most of the time. And then where do we go after that then? Uh, well, that was just the one night back in Tokyo, so yeah. we could get the, the early train. bullet train. Yeah, we got the Shinkansen. Oh, so fun. Uh, uh, yeah, to Kyoto. Yes, and if you've never taken a Shinkansen or if you've never seen one, please Google it and look at just what they look like. It looks like the front of a Concorde. Like, they look like a plane. They're an insanely long train, and they arrive exactly to the second. Because I remember standing on the station platform, looking at my watch, thinking, oh my God, it's not here. It's not here. It's going to be late. And then to the second it pulls up. On a side note though, when we were back in Tokyo, mm. I think, towards the end of the trip, a train was approximately 10 seconds late. Mm. Yeah. And every single employee that worked at that train station yep. came out onto the platform and apologised profusely to each Personally to every person, yeah. For the train. And they will actually offer you a note from the train driver signed to give to your employers so you can let them know why you're 10 seconds late. And that is how efficient Japan is. That was a really rare occurrence, a train being 10 seconds late. It is. It doesn't happen. And it, they're so smooth. They leave and they arrive and everything just works perfectly and you can get, actually get nice train meals. Whereas over here, when you, you've got like maybe a Sainsbury's where you can get a, a shitty prepackaged sandwich, mm. over there you've got like fresh sushi everywhere and like bento boxes yeah. and. There's a specific word for train station meals. But I can't think what it is. Traino Milaru. That is racist. <laughs> I'll bleep that. <laughs> it's accent humour. It's not inaccurate either. No, I know. I'm just the thing. Learning to speak Japanese in a. A more serious manner, um, and yeah, quite, o- quite often you whack an uru on the end. Yeah, and it's the, yeah. yeah. There was people today on Twitter complaining about the word waifu. 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 Saying it's it's offensive because it's the stereotypical Japanese accent that people are doing, but that's the actual word. I don't think it can be put as racist if it's the word, personally. But there you go. Maybe it's too serious of a subject. <laughs> personally. <laughs> Um, what was your favourite thing we did in Kyoto? I actually really enjoyed that day that we spent at Nishiki Market. Yeah, oh yeah, that was so good. We got up nice and early um, from a nice little place that we were staying. Actually, we 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 did mainly Airbnbs as we were travelling around because it was nicer to have our own place. And most of the time, it seemed cheaper than staying in the hostels. Yeah, which is weird because I think I think since the rise of stuff like Hostel World, the websites and stuff hostels become such a, a mainstream thing like everyone stays in hostels so i think yeah. they increase the price on them because i mean most hostels now are more like a three-star hotel uh-huh. that's i mean some of the hostels i stayed in a few years ago were fucking dire i mean like <laughs> i would have rather slept outside <laughs> yeah. why i didn't i don't know probably less likely of getting robbed too <laughs> so a lot of them in airbnb now that that started to rise up just seem to be cheaper than that and if you get in a whole apartment to yourself where you can go and buy food and cook for yourself if you want. That makes a trip a hell of a lot. Yeah. Which we've done in, well, quite a few, like, even when we were in Norway, we did the same. We did. Yeah, we, we bought loads of fish and fresh fish from the, yeah. um, the fjords. We stayed in supposedly one of the most expensive cities in Norway. Yeah, in Bergen. Um, and what was that, a night? 60 quid? Oh, no, it was like 50. 
Oh, well. Right, yeah, there you go. And we stayed in, and it was a beautiful little it studio apartment. Right by the, the fjord. Yeah. Um, we had a view of, of the, the Floyan? Um, Mount Floyan. Mount Floyan. And the Brigand? The Brigand, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sort of traditional Norwegian mm. houses. Yeah, yeah, right on the front of the, the lake. So we've completely diverted to the other side of the world now for our travel <laughs> trip. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but uh, as is our want. Um, yeah, the point is Airbnb. Yeah, it's fucking wonderful. And I know now price is going to go up because all you motherfuckers are going to start using it. <laughs> but there you go. It's just the best way to do it that we've found altogether. It's no cheaper place. We had a really, really nice one in Kyoto. Yeah. Again, you're not going to find a big space in Japan. They don't really exist. No, not really. Um, it, so it was small, but it was it was really nicely mm. decorated. and. It was. We had a really nice bed. I mean, I was happy the second I walked through the door and there were Hello Kitty sweets on the table. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. They're like marshmallowy things, weren't they? Yeah, marshmallows stuffed with chocolate. Oh, they were, yeah, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got one and you had about five of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we went to Nishiki Market, didn't we? We did. On the second day? I think that was the... That was the main thing we were going for, so we, we got that over with pretty quickly. Yeah, because we, we're, we're known foodies oh, gotcha. around Manchester. <laughs> You know most of the restaurants and... And Kyoto is famous for matcha. It is, which is one of our favourite things. We love matcha tea, we love matcha lattes, ice cream, mochi, matcha mochi, matcha mochi, anything you can get. just get up in the morning and sniff a line of matcha powder. Yeah, just straight off. Yeah. Straight off of hooker's tears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't talk about my cat in that way. Sorry. It's, that's her cat's name. <laughs> It's not. It's called Millie. It's cute. She's got a mustache. Mules. Uh, yeah, so we went straight to Nishimi. 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 Market. And she got up on my nice thing. You're no different to how you use it. Yeah, I am. Shut up. Uh, and we started our day with a hearty, hearty breakfast of matcha ice cream, soft serve soy ice cream, I think it was. Soybean. Soybean ice cream and donuts. 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 Oh my god, the game's paused on donut planes. Oh yes, yeah, so it is. Topical. Yeah, I like it. And it's green, like it's got matcha on it. <gasps> which were great. Oh, so good. Really nice having fresh donuts. They were soy donuts as well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, which is an unusual thing. I mean, I'm not one who's against dairy. Like, I'll, I'll have dairy, that's fine. I'm not a vegan or anything well, like that. But the Japanese pretty much invented the use of soy donuts. They did, yeah, so they use it in quite a lot of yeah. stuff. And all, all that tofs, all that tof, tofo, tofo grace. <laughs> it was great and we wandered for pretty much how long we were there for a few hours yeah till late lunchtime yeah um, we should talk about some of the very strange things that we ate there though we did have um, some interesting things anyone who's watched a Japan vlog has probably seen the things that are on offer at the Shiki Market but we tried was it squid? octopus, octopus. octopus. baby octopus that were marinated. Yeah. So they, they were this very bright red colour, which was slightly yeah. off point. That was stuffed with quail's eggs. Yeah, inside its head. In, inside the head. No, the body. No, oh, its head. The, the bulby bit. The bulby bit. On the top. <laughs> and it was on a stick. On a stick. Yeah, so Quite all of it's... a lot of things in Japan come Yeah, they, they like food on sticks. But that's okay with me, because I like food on sticks. Yes. I think that's just when they couldn't find the other chopstick. <laughs> just stab it. <laughs> um... Oh, they just got one stuck on the end of each one, and someone was like, oh, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we eat? Oh, I had a lot Aside of... from everything! Everything! I had duck, some really nice duck on sticks. Oh, yes. 
and a lot of the beef teriyaki. And it was like almost jerky kind of yeah. dried beef. That was really, really good. Uh, we had fresh sushi there. We did, I forgot Fresh we salmon the, the and tuna. tuna. Marinated tuna is one of the best Again, things. Honestly. We will talk more about tuna, I think, when we talk about going back to Tokyo. Because oh, yeah. we haven't spoke about the sushi places that we went to. We had some amazing um, giant prawn skewers. Yeah, they were, they were great. phenomenal. Way you bit into them in juices. Yeah, just sprayed out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Helen squirted a stranger. Yeah. Now, after that, we decided to walk up to the temple, I believe. Yes. And stopped off for more food at a giant crab stand. <gasps> the crab stand. The crab stand. <laughs> Your normal crab sticks, you think, like, what, centimetre or two wide? And then maybe four or five centimetres long? Can't Like, the normal, cra- normal crab sticks you get, like, that you chop The ones chop that up. aren't crab. Yeah, the ones that yeah. are, like, dyed fish with the red tops. <laughs> Whereas these ones that we got were probably about 14 inches long, maybe about three inches wide. It was yeah. king crab on a stick, and it, the stick was like Boeing. It was a 747. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was insanely delicious. It really was. And you could coat it in teriyaki or whatever with sauce on the stand, and you wiped it over it. And we had a wander around the, the main temple that was in Kyoto. Again, can't remember. No, I can't remember the name of it either, which is I don't really think nice. we actually intended to go, though. No. We were walking up to Gion, yeah. which is the Geisha district in Kyoto. Um, we went to the, the little street in Gion. We're back, everyone. Sorry, we had to take a brief cut. I realised that we had our microphone in the wrong mode. So I'm sorry if Helen was a little bit quiet. I'll do my best to boost her. She's shaking her head disapprovingly. She won't even look at me. Helen! She's just looking at me like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking up the name of the, the temple. Yes, we were. It was called Yasaka Shrine. Yasaka! Which is a Shinto shrine. It is. Located at the end of the main shopping street. Yeah, which was, that was a really cool street. I really did like that street. Which was called Shijodori. 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 That's what I said. Shijodori. Shijodori. I'm gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a cool. It was a cool street. It was all the main, even just the regular shops were down there. Just like your everyday yeah. shopping street, and then just this giant shrine at the end, which had like classic gardens, kind of like classic Japanese style yeah. gardens in the middle. Little, um, they weren't raked gardens or anything, but they, there was a little um, pond and a yeah. bridge. And it was lovely, actually. It was very nice. There was a restaurant in there as well, if I remember yeah. correctly, but we didn't go. I think it leads up to the palace. Yes, I think so. But and there was a nice hotel up there, I remember. That was also closed it for was, renovations. It was closed for renovations, because some of the gardens was having worked on as well, I remember. Yeah. We in some of my photos, it was like net over some of the things, yeah, and I was like, oh, right. fuck this. Selfish. Fuck this. <laughs> Selfish. Yeah. So, after Kyoto... Oh, wait. Fucking gonna, wait. Are you going to talk about the, the shop? Which shop? The one where we got our... Oh, the collectibles. 2001 yes. collectibles. So, Helen likes the film 2001 as well as me. She also appreciates the good moves. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to think I meant, like, dancing. Uh, and we found... That's not the way you seduced me. Yeah, it definitely is. Because moves in my bandaged leg. Um, you have one move. Yeah, I have one move and it's dreadful. great. And it works 100% of the time. Otherwise... 60% of the time. <laughs> it works every time. Uh, we found a collectible shop that had an insane amount of every nerdy thing you could mm. you could think of, really. It was it was more of a modelling sh- yeah, modeling like, shop? Is yeah. that what I meant to say? Model. Yeah, 
Well, no, for people who like to make models. Yeah, like collectible models. Yeah. And then they had a lot of figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we actually found two boxed character figures of the astronauts from 2001, which I didn't even know existed. We were like, we're going to have to buy these. That's not true, actually. Oh, no, we went and then came back, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Like true British people. Yeah, we went we away to, to consider our options. We had to think about it. Google the prices on the internet. You had to shoot a goog. Shooting a goog. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot a goog. It was a great shop, and we did we did end up buying quite a few things because I bought some stuff from my dad as well. Yeah. I bought like a, a metal Millennium Falcon yes. set, and I bought a metal X wing set for my yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that I actually forgot I had and only gave him this Christmas. Wow, mm. never mind. <laughs> Should just kept it and built it yourself. Sorry, dude. <laughs> if you listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah. And then we went to probably one of the most amazing ramen shops, <laughs> didn't we? Yes. Ever. Yes. Why are you so like... Isn't that the one that made you really ill? No, that was the one in um, Tokyo. Oh, it was. I beg your yeah. pardon. This was the like, the soy-based yeah. salt ramen or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was just... We, we don't really know, as fucking gaijin, if we're supposed to drink the juice for the ramen. Like... You are supposed to drink some of it. But we ended up always drinking all we of it because it's so tasty. Drink all of it because it tastes like heaven. It does. Um, so this broth was thicker than broths we've had before. This was, was that a, was the Tokyo one. Oh. Yeah, that was the really thick one. The soy one was slightly different. No, but the soy one was the one where you could actually see the fat floating in the Oh, yeah, yeah, the you broth. could see that, yeah. Because yeah. it, like, separated at the top. I think that actually did make me ill as well, you know. It was delicious. It, it's... Uh, to come back to the Tokyo ramen place that made Haz ill. He didn't tell me it had made him ill. It made me really ill. But two days later demanded that we go we went back. back. And it made me ill again. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was so nice. It was really yeah, nice. Uh, it was so good. I mean, it, it the broth came out exactly the same as it went in. And it was, I know that's a lot of information. <laughs> oh my God. But it was so fucking nice. It was worth being ill again. It was. It was gorgeous. It was. Oishi. Oishi. Oishi did. Yeah. <laughs> like. This was a, a tonkatsu one, one in Tokyo, mm. which, if you don't know, is a, a pork bone and fat based. Bone. It's a pork it's bone, a bone broth. broth. And um. they cook the, the pork the, the pork bones, as a Asian at home lady says. Pork bones. Pork bones. Oh God, stop. She, I think you're supposed to cook it for 48 hours or something until the actual bones dissolve yeah. and turn into goob, and it just makes that like, all the collagen mixes in with the broth, and it just. It's amazing. It really, really is. Um, and it was just, it was worth doing twice. I'm sorry. And I'm not even sorry. No, it completely was. I just wasn't aware that it had uh, made you poorly. Yeah, very poorly. And that's not because it was badly prepared. It no, no. It was just rich. very fatty. It's just so rich. I'm just not used to that, I think. You see, the thing that most Japanese people do, rather than drinking the broth, yeah, they get is to order an extra portion of noodles. Double nudes. Which is obviously a lot easier on your stomach than yeah. necking an entire bowl of, fat. of pork fat. Yeah. But it was worth it. I mean, my, my arteries must be clogged to fuck. Maybe that's why my legs messed up. I have to say quite a lot of the clothes that I took with me I had to throw away subsequently because they were covered in ramen stains. Yeah, so I've got a pair of chinos. Never mind. <laughs> one thing that we haven't talked about in Kyoto is the Fushimi Inari Shrine. Was that which the one? Was the Fox yeah, the Fox shrine. shrine. Yeah, that was very cool. That was a really nice little adventure up mm-hmm. up most of a mountain. We yeah. didn't go all the way because we didn't have time, did we? Because we had to get the train to Hiroshima, if I could believe correctly. Yes, I think so. This is a shrine that's known for its gates, Tori Tori gates. gates. Yeah, um, which are the, if you've seen the the almost like stereotypical red 
Japanese gates that you've the, yeah. seen. This one has, it was over a thousand. Yeah. It's quite, it's, it's a lot. And they lead all the way, the path is like completely covered all the way nearly to the top, or if not to the top of the mountain, I believe. Can't know that for sure because we didn't go up. Yeah. But, um, but all the bit that we saw was entirely covered. And the gates are donated by different businessmen or businesses or even just people who just want to buy one to put it on the mountain. It has, I think it has your name on it, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. it does. Uh, and the bigger the, the Tory gate, the more it costs. Yeah. And usually the, it's a status it's symbol. Almost. So like a, a big company might give one that's 20 feet tall kind of thing. And then mm. there's, there's even small ones which are a couple of inches tall, weren't they? Like in the, yeah. the ground in around. The, the smaller shrines that are dotted around the grounds. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's some amazing there's fox statues. There's so much to see, though. It's a yeah. great place. And again, as you go in, there is an amazing food market. Yeah. And we had another crab stick. We did. And we also tried grilled mochi for the yeah, first time. Which was so nice. Which was naturally matcha flavoured. Yeah. That was something else. Yeah, that was very nice. Mochi is a a rice cake almost. It's like made from rice flour. Made from rice flour. Yeah. So it becomes like this little gooby ball. And initially, I wasn't sure what I thought of mochi when I tried it in other places. Like I tried it in England first at like Yo Sushi. I think we'd had bad mochi. Yeah, and it's it's almost like chewing gum. It's almost like taffy. Yeah. Bad stuff. You're not sure whether you're supposed to swallow it or not. It's like a gelatinous taffy. Yeah, but proper proper stuff is a lot more cakey it's got a really nice mm. it bites it's through lovely. it a lot easier and it really is really really nice uh, and they coat it in sometimes they coat it in like teriyaki like sweet yeah, stuff yeah you, you can get sweet ones and savory mm. ones get it filled they with actually soy, have, soybean they have a seasonal one so they have like sakura flavoured yeah yeah mochi um, which is only brought out for the, the cherry blossom festival because anything branded with cherry blossoms or sakura it, at that point of year is just bought by everyone and every fucking tourist yeah yeah. Including me. Including Helen. <laughs> and to be I honest, actually it wasn't, bought it wasn't a limited nice. edition bottle of Coke. Yeah, Sakura that was Coke. Sakura themed. Yeah. It didn't taste of Sakura. No, um, it's just a themed bottle. You've still got it, haven't you? I have. I've got that one and one that was an exclusive for Kyoto. Yeah, the the shrine's great, and you can do as much or as little as little of it as you want. You just wander, don't you? Yeah. There's a lot of people there, and a lot of people like to go to that certain part where it's all covered to get photographs. Yeah. Um, but there are constant people walking around. During cherry blossom season, you have to get everywhere early if yep. you want to get a picture without thousands of tourists. Or yeah. Or just be patient. Like we we did manage to get a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when the, there was a break in the crowd. I think I photoshopped someone out of one, mm. and because he like just as I got the picture, his elbow came around the corner, and I was like, "Fuck it, shit, tits." <laughs> and the other one, I intentionally took of a girl walking in a kimono. Yeah. Because a lot of people do kimono walks, don't they? In Kyoto, it's, it's quite yeah, a common thing to can, rent a kimono. Yeah. Um, and take a walk around. I was quite happy to see that it was a because when I've I've watched videos and read about it before, um, I thought it was just sort of a female thing. But I saw quite a lot of couples. Yeah, doing couples it together, are doing it too. Which was really sweet. We didn't do it. We did not. No, because I think they'd probably come up above my knee. I was going to say. Yeah. Wouldn't be a good look. I wouldn't fit in those wooden shoes. I just didn't want to do it because apparently they're extremely uncomfortable. It doesn't look like my kind of thing, personally. I did really enjoy seeing people walking around in them. Though. It was nice. It was nice to see. It, it really gave the feel of being in like ancient Japan, especially in the older part of the town. Yeah. Which we do have quite a few photographs of that as well. So after Fuji, we got the train down... Sorry, not Fuji. Why have you gone back to Fuji? Kyoto. Sorry, I've just read it on my, on my notes. Fuji! After that, we went down to Hiroshima, didn't we? False. We went to Osaka. Oh shit, we did. I actually even <laughs> forgot about Osaka. Falsity! Lies! 
Uh, this is my drug-addled mind. Uh-huh. It, was, it was quite a long time out. ago now, actually. It was nearly a year ago. I know. It's so sad, isn't it? I know. So what did we do in Osaka? We weren't well, there for that long, were No, we? we had two days in Osaka. Days. Yeah. So we did the, the usual things, really. We went to Dot the on. aquarium. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool. Which was, yeah. But there was parts that made us sad. I'm always torn by things like that because the reason I wanted to go is because they have whale sharks and I knew that I was very unlikely to ever get another chance yeah, to yeah. see a whale shark. So it, well, it was really cool, but there were there was some really sad aspects to it. Yeah, I don't see know why they had seals. I didn't like that. No, I didn't like that either. I felt like their part was way too small. Some of the habitats were really small, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, they may have been bigger than we could see with our eyes, but I don't know. I, f- I felt quite guilty about that afterwards. Yeah, I could see that you got noticeably sadder as we got past yeah. the seal part. The jellyfish bit was cool. Oh, that was awesome. But there were a few that were dead. Yeah. They just sort of floating around in the, in the rotating tank thing. Um, and it was it was a very dark room. It was actually on the way out. They were closing and they were sort of ushering us through the coolest bit. I know. I wish we'd spent more yeah. time in there, actually. And I was sort of like, no, and just sort of crouched down and got some photographs as they were trying to get us to leave. Mm, cool. Like, it was bioluminescent little jelly blobs. Jelly blobs. Moving around these cylindrical tanks that were rotating so it was moving them around wasn't it mm. it, was, it was quite a cool little thing to see yeah, i think it was called starlight something. starlight room or something because the room was pitch black and then lit up by the, by the containment things that was interesting and then we, we did... also incidentally had the best takoyaki that we had oh, on yeah. our whole trip takoyaki is octopus balls so i can't remember what this stall was called if it did have a name but if you're on your way to Osaka Aquarium from the station mm-hmm. and you see a takoyaki stall... It's on the left-hand side. Eat them all. Yeah, eat them all. Eat just them get them all. It's a really good place to go if you're travelling with your kids as well um, because there's a big Ferris wheel and a fairground. And yeah. I think there was a Legoland in there somewhere. I think there was, yeah. Osaka's the place I knew least about. I'd, I'd sort of... I'd seen a few videos. Like, Chris Broad's a big fan of Osaka, yeah. isn't he? So we went to Dotonbori Street. We did. Which is... The you know the stereotypical image of Osaka, all the the lights and the, the Glico man. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's strange that part. It's it feels more like Tokyo, doesn't it? It's it's yeah. like the small pocket of giant nightlife, all neon lights and mm. loads of people. Crazy um, restaurant signs. Yeah, so they were actually like three D. Yeah, they built giant animals. crabs and yeah, squid and that are animated. They move, yeah, they move outside the restaurant, and it seems like it almost feels like all the restaurants are trying to outdo each other. Yeah, it was definitely like a, a Christmas lights. In yeah, yeah, situation. It was, yeah. Like, like um, the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> Betty, hi. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it it definitely is like that. I'm I'm pretty sure it would have started as a contest. Like one guy was like, "Fuck this, my octopus balls are the best. I'll build a 20 foot octopus on the yeah. front of my restaurant." Mm-hmm. And this other guy was like, "Shit, no, hero ain't getting my business." <laughs> and that kind of thing. It, yeah, it was a cool place. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we didn't have enough food there as I would have liked to have eaten. It was it was very very busy, it was. Um, and I was extremely hungry by the time we arrived there. So I think we actually went to a restaurant that was just off Dotonbori Street, um, and that was the first time we had eel. Yes, yeah. And was that the smoky it was place? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you can smoke in restaurants in Japan. Mm, they still have separate areas. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, this one didn't, did it? I we think. Were upst- or they just sat us upstairs. I think they sat us upstairs because it was quite busy. Yeah, it was um, busy, um, and we had some amazing Suntory beer. Yes. It's like a golden ale thing, yeah, but it was, it was busy like lager. It was really nice. We beer. couldn't find that again, could we? No. I think it was just Suntory Gold. Yeah. If you see that. Or like Gold Sun or something. Suntory yeah. Gold Sun. We definitely or... had gold in there. Yeah. Um, check it out if you see that. Uh, um, yeah, we tried eel for the first time, which apparently I've learned recently isn't true eel. No. Is it it's a river that... eel? I think so. Yeah. yeah. There are different varieties of eel that they 
consume in, in different Japan. ways. Yeah. Um, but this we'd is had, like, we'd had eel before. We'd had it at our local sushi chain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was like a big slice, big bit of eel. big unfolded slice on top of incredible. rice. Yeah, it was really good. They always coat it in really sweet teriyaki, like sticky sauce, don't mm. they? It's just ah, it's so good. Which is a sauce you can't really get in England. Um, in sushi places, when I've been across America, I've told you before that when... Yeah, they have eel sauce. Yeah, you have eel sauce. Like my cousin, um, Amy, shout out to Amy Lancaster. She uh, would often take us to sushi places and we'd find... just You just ask for eel sauce. And it's like a thicker, sweet soy sauce that you can get just to dip mm. your sushi in. And that just isn't outside of America. And it's really annoying because it's so fucking nice. It's gorgeous. So the eel over there just already comes with it on. And what else did we do in Osaka? It was mainly just nightlife Um, stuff. We we found a little bar, didn't we? And we were walking home Yes, we did. Yeah, I forgot about that. So we went out taking pictures, got all the the neon light pictures, did some long exposure stuff. And we thought we'd stop at this little tiny bar on the way back, but we didn't know where to stop. And then we just saw a little door, didn't we? And we just thought, let's just go in there. And there was maybe, I think it was four or three people stood at this bar. And the bar was probably a little bit smaller than my bedroom. Like, I'm thinking about the room we're in now. It was thinner than this. That Again, that's quite common in Japan. Yeah. Everything's very small and compact because of how many people are around uh, and how the buildings are sort of packed together. It almost felt like it was a, a thin motorbike garage. Yeah underneath someone's apartment and they thought we'll just convert it and put a door on it that may well have been the case (laughs) now that i think about the way it was i think it might have been it was definitely a family run yeah yeah it was a guy and his wife Mm -hmm. just stood behind the bar chatting to these three three japanese guys yeah so we just walk in and in as much japanese as we could ask for what did we just get sake we had sake yeah Yeah. and he asked us if we wanted it hot because it was cold and rainy outside so yeah, we had some we did. steaming hot sake. Yeah, which was very nice. Um, and it's always quite intimidating walking into a, a place like that in Japan as a foreigner. Yeah. Because they're usually, they're usually occupied by regulars. Mm-hmm. Which it was. And you're more than likely going to be the only non-Japanese people in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and within sort of 20 seconds of being there, we kind of felt at home. Yeah, we like were just the, chatting to him. He was lovely. Yeah. Um, he just gave us the rest of the sake, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He gave us the rest of the bottle. Um, and the the chaps that were a bit further down the bar tried to talk to us, which was really nice. Yeah, like one of them weird. had been to Manchester, I think. Birmingham. 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 Been um, yeah. On a, a bike ride or yeah, a marathon. It was, it was like it was. He was traveling around. And it was in like the sixties or something. Yeah. Like he, he was an older guy. Well, he didn't look as old as he must have been. No. Um, yeah, he said he'd been either in the sixties or seventies doing some like triathlon marathon thing. Yeah. And they they pulled out a big map book. Yeah, he was trying to show us where he'd, yeah. he'd been. So we showed him where we were from. Uh, and we just sort of had little conversations about... And obviously, Manchester United always comes up. Yeah. And we were asking about that. But there you go. All they do is just block our roads and then where we live. But yeah, it was it was just really nice. It really, really was. Some people... Well, no, most people there can be really accommodating. Yeah. A lot of people said that they've they've walked into bars and they sort of shouted no English at them. And, Quite often there yeah. are signs that indicate you shouldn't go in if you're a foreigner, which yeah. I think is fair enough, to be honest. It, but um, we've, we've sort of noticed recently on a couple of videos that we've watched that it's not always a case of they don't want to serve you because you're foreign. It's no. because they don't speak English well and enough. And they don't want to give you bad service. Yeah, so they, they say no English, meaning yeah. we don't speak English, not... You're not allowed, You're not in, allowed in English, which is they a misconception that I always had as an well. An immense sense of pride in the um, service. Service. Mm-hmm, so do. it really isn't a sort of foreigners stay out kind yeah, of thing. It's not a gaijin kind of thing. No. So don't always um, think that it's if if you go and someone says that to you, don't always think that it's but just because you're foreign. It's usually because they they won't be able to speak to you properly. Yeah. So don't take it personally. No. And do go in the little yeah, find bars the, the that little, don't look that yeah. approachable. 
find the little um, places. We've been warned about service charges for little bars like that because quite often you pay for a seat, you pay like a standard fee, mm-hmm. and, and you get like a certain amount of drinks. And somebody had told us that it, it it was a bit of a scam sometimes, and we should be careful. And so we'd been to a couple of places before that, hadn't mm-hmm. we? Trying to find somewhere to just have a a drink and been put off by that. So if you do come across like a little family family run bar at any yeah. point see give that it a go that almost did feel like because we were foreign they were trying to push that on there was one place where we walked in and they were like oh it's this it's this when you sit down and we yeah. were like uh and we were like no oh that was the place where we we looked we'd specifically looked to see mm-hmm. if there was a table charge hadn't we yeah and it didn't say anything about it and then as soon as we went in and they realized we were english yeah they it, started trying it, then all of a sudden there was a but again that was a little seedy back street bit again like yeah. osaka did feel a little more stingy nightlife mm. not it's not stingy dingy mm. nightlife you know i think in the big cities there's a there's a real sort of everyone's very very polite but you get the sense that they're really sick of foreigners yeah yeah well, um, in such a way that it's like that in london yeah no it's exactly the it same it just feels like any other big city and believe me the they were way more hospitable than people in london that are. oh yeah, yeah um no offense to our southern listeners but you know you're all bastards. King of the north. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> sorry the north remembers yeah um I'm so excited for that. Oh don't uh what was I saying? Oh That's no, terrible. yeah, but um Yeah, so in the cities people aren't that willing to talk to you as much as you find that they are in the countryside and by the sea and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the small towns everyone's Smaller lovely. towns everyone's very, very friendly and really keen to practice their English with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, everyone wants that's something I've noticed even the first time that I went and even traveling in other countries, no matter how much of their language you learn out of respect for where you are to try and blend in with the culture, you speak their language and they'll usually always speak back to you in English because they want to practice their English. And it's, you're like, no, let me, let me try. I want, I want to be good here. And uh, it's really difficult sometimes. However much I appreciate that because obviously most of the people you speak to are a way of spoke way more English than I've spoke Japanese or Korean or any any other yeah. language, you know. So after Osaka, we that was when we went down to Hiroshima, right? It Am was I correct. It was indeed. Pull me through this. I feel like we did something else in Osaka. Though. Yeah, we went to the castle, Osaka Palace. Oh God, we did. Oh God, we did. And with that earth-shattering revelation, you'll have to tune in to the next episode to find out what happened at Osaka Castle, as that is all we have time for today. So thank you for listening to the Grief Burrito Podcast. And thank you to Helen for being on this week. We do really appreciate it. And another revelation for you is that exactly a year today was the day that we left for Japan. And that wasn't even planned to release this episode on today. That was just a happy accident. And I don't actually understand how that's happened. Because obviously the surgery wasn't planned. And when I went to Japan, I didn't know that I'd be releasing podcasts on a Wednesday. So this is just a really, really odd occurrence. So hopefully that made it even spicier for you. If you'd like us to watch, play, or just experience anything, you can contact us at griefburrito at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Grief Burrito. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye!